What's up, everybody? It is I, Sigma, and we are back with episode 33 of the BBET Gamescast. I am joined by Blue Bones. What's going on, yo? As well as Mr. Gamer. Hello there. And uh, Superman Jeff is not with us this week. Um, his son, JJ, is a little sick, so he's taking care of him. Uh, so we wish him the best. But as we always do, we're going to go ahead and start with what we've been playing. Uh, I like to call uh, JJ Superboy Jeff. Superboy Jeff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. That's that checks like out. <laughs> but um, what, what have you guys actually been gaming on this week? Uh, I need to. I need a little time to collect my thoughts, actually, because I didn't put too much time <laughs> into thinking about it just now. So um, I don't mind starting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I had a impromptu session of Pokemon happen this week for me. Oh right. man, oh, that is true. Twitter lit up <laughs> on that. Um, oh my goodness! I did. I I was not expecting to pull out <laughs> Pokemon Sword until the expansion came out. But you can say in so many words, my hand was forced. Yeah, I would agree <laughs> so, with that statement. <laughs> so I played that a little bit. Um, Y'all I mean, gotta if, check if, out. Yeah, Twitter. if you guys if you guys yes, don't yes. know what happened, <laughs> please, please check out my Twitter at SBR Mr. Gamer. It's it it's all right there. Nice Give him a synopsis for you to look at. Yeah, Give him the synopsis. Sir. So long story short, it started with oh. Um, our 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 partner uh, Superman Jeff, everyone's favorite villain, um, <laughs> was just wanting. He just wanted to to challenge some people, and yeah, he was um, throwing out was, uh, a ton of challenges and just threats in yeah, general like, about and, Pokemon. And, and there was one. There was one particular challenge that stuck the uh, the Poke Punk. <laughs> to which it was like, okay, I, I guess we're really doing this. So, you know, he throws out some stuff. I insert some pony puns. He continues to make fun of the pony puns. I say I'm going to fold him like fresh laundry. He continues to call me out. And eventually I'm at work asking my coworkers, hey, can you give me like 10 minutes? I really need to go do something right now. So I go over. And I text Gamer too. I said, the only thing you can do is just challenge him. You just got to do the do. You got to stop talking. Just do it. So, mind you, still at work, ask my, like, hey, hey guys, I'll be 10 minutes. Bring my switch over to the break room. All right, boom. Let's go. Let's do this. Here's the kicker. And this is going to be for all of our audience to try and. And, yeah. and see, you see, they're laughing. Because I can't wait. know what I'm going to say. Going to do a yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a quote-unquote <laughs> discrepancy in the yes. in the actual so, match type, but before the duel, before the match started, I asked, "Hey, are there any restrictions?" To which he replied, "No, there are no broken Pokemon." Which I was actually surprised about when he when he wrote that in chat. I'm like, really? They have the okay. game that balanced that there are no Can broken I press Pokemon? Pause real quick? Okay. As as you guys say that, remember a while back I was talking about the Pokemon battle that me and Jeff had, and we we're talking about broken Pokemon, and we we're talking about a fighting Pokemon slapping a ghost Pokemon. Are you kidding me? It's <laughs> supposed to be in a whole other dimension. Let's talk about broken Pokemon. But anyway, go ahead, press play on that one. So it goes into okay. You said that there are no restrictions. I made the comment. I don't really have a team. He says. Dude, we've been playing for the same amount of time. Let's just do it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to use a team that I use to beat the game, which just happened to have the legendary of the game. 
So we start out. He knocks out two of my Pokemon. I bring in my legendary. And then I see, oh, wait, I see the Pokemon you're going to use. You're going to Gigamax this. So I'm going to use my Behemoth Blade. The moment that I release that Pokemon, then the chat continues with, oh, look at him using legendary Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but... But yeah, there was you no said there were yeah. That. You said no, yeah. there are no broken Pokemon. You said it. We were all in right. a chat, so, basically egging them on and instigating this whole thing. So so <laughs> I went, so with that legendary Pokemon, it will not be a surprise that yes, I won. But then after that, I'm getting screenshots to the effect of, oh hey, um, uh. Legendary Pokemon are banned in competitive tournaments. Well, that's great for competitive tournaments. <laughs> that was not a competitive Right. Match. You didn't say we're doing competitive rules. He didn't say... None of that. No, the like only legal Pokemon. The, the game didn't stop me from using a Pokemon, saying that it was an illegal Pokemon right. or anything. So where was the... Where, where was the, oh, you shouldn't be using legendaries. Oh, you're cheating. Really? Right. He walked into. He basically set the trap for himself and walked right into it, which is what I found the funniest about the whole story. Because <laughs> he was really oh. salty after losing. <laughs> oh, oh, significantly. I would have died from sodium had I kept that up. It was, and and it just wouldn't. And it's like, dude, you said that there was no restrictions until there was, and I have to go back to our Borderlands 3 duel. Yeah, because oh, it was man. literally the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Where it was literally, literally, okay, here we go. We're about to Yo. duel, right? Perfect. Ion Cannon. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> that, that, that's it. Like, oh, no, you can't be using that. Why? It's a weapon that I own. Why wouldn't I use it? Yo, we're going to get a, a Super Red Jeff reaction video to this. Eventually, <laughs> right? <laughs> he's not, he's not going to take, take this abuse line down. Oh, my goodness. Well, but other so than Pokemon, yeah. What, what were you so getting Pokemon into? Comrades played a, played yeah. a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Final um, and I recently got the Criminal Enterprise starter pack on GTA Online. Excellent. Oh, I'm having a lot of fun with that, too. So those what does are that, the date. What does that give you? That starter pack. So it, it gives you, uh, gives you a office space. It gives yeah. you a counterfeit place. Gives you a bunker. Gives mm-hmm. you clothes and weapons and cars. And um, helicopter. Basically, yeah, you you have the and a, a motorcycle club too. So oh, that's like all the things. things. I think yeah, that's no. like all the things, right? No, no there's no, a not, couple. It doesn't more. give you a nightclub or an arcade. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even or know there was an arcade until recently. Correct. It doesn't mm-hmm. give you that. It it literally gives you everything to start making your criminal enterprise. And the fact that you're kind of like doing things on your own or you're really small, people kind of just ignore you. So you can mm-hmm. just go in and do your thing. So yeah, that's that's been the it's been the, the culmination of my focus as far as video games. Awesome. That's what's up. Um Yeah, so this week I've been all over the place. Okay, so I go through a lot of games on Game Pass, right? And I just want to—I want to try everything because that's kind of the point. I feel of having Game Pass and having such a wide library, yeah, you yeah. can just go try everything, right? Um, I haven't touched Sword Art Online since I beat it, and that, that doesn't mean I don't. 
yeah. But there is more Endgame stuff, right, mm-hmm. that you can do. And I'm kind of like waiting for other folks to catch up. But then another game came out, which was Comrades. And I'm like, oh, we got to play this game. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of. And then the PSO, um, the PSO beta, beta came out. Yeah, and I'm like, we got to do weekend. that. <clears throat> oh, that was a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm homie hopping on the games right now. And um, <laughs> yeah, um, Final Fantasy 15 Comrades is, is great. It's a lot of fun. It's very cinematic. And it's kind of cool because um, one of my friends and I are, we kind of remodeled, we modeled our characters after our Final Fantasy 14 characters. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like they transferred realms. And it's cool to see them in high action. And um, there's some really good character depth in that um you mean in terms of like uh controlling the character or like the character's story i'm sorry i should say the the weapon and crafting is very nuanced like you can i have oh boy out of so you can have four weapons i have three different shields that basically started out the same but they ended up completely different the way that i've i've upgraded it um there's some of them. There's one that's like anti venom. I'm like kind of going off Shield Hero, the the anime, <laughs> and it's it's working out. Like I have an anti venom um, shield that also does poison, mm-hmm. you know. And then I can switch over to my one that's um, that gives shields to everybody else, so it grants protect. And then I have another one that is extra healing. So yeah, it does sound I'm, like Shield Hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got fire, ice. I, I'm working on this thunder one right now, so it's a lot of it's a lot of fun being able to change up the very different weapons. And there's there's a good selection of them too. Uh, it, it feels like a Final Fantasy Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the first impression I got from it as well. Which yeah. just every single time just makes me feel like I should be playing Monster Hunter <laughs> versus whatever <laughs> thing I am playing. I hear you. Yeah, I will um, say with. With this, it's significantly more. It's more forgiving, um, as far as like how quickly you can go and get get together. It's like, hey, party ready in like a few seconds, and like maybe two minutes go by. Boom, you're in. Let's go for sure. Yeah, Monster Hunter definitely kind of stumbles a bit in terms of just getting your crew together. But I will say, what is up with the look of the game? Because like I accidentally turned on regular Final Fantasy 15 when I was trying to launch Comrades. Yeah. And then that game is very beautiful. Like it looks really right. really good, right? But then the Comrades multiplayer version is like <laughs> they took all the graphical settings all the way down. Like it looks oh, like yeah. a 360 game. Like you're talking I to characters and the textures that. in the background are like super muddy and blurred. Like <laughs> what is happening? I think they do that so they can minimize lag because I've ne- I've rarely seen lag in the game like um during combat or anything like that because mm-hmm. it doesn't have a whole bunch of graphics to load i guess <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's I, crazy I, to me i think that might have i think that might be the case because i imagine how there could be a lot of lag with like everyone like warp striking yeah all so like if you look at the games like anthem right when anthem lags it's super noticeable and it happens a lot even though the game looks gorgeous mm. there's a lot of detail and stuff like that with this one with a lot less detail i've rarely seen it lag and just like gamer said with the warp strikes like these are like very fast movements you can go from uh, uh you can warp strike from across the field to your ally to the 
enemy um, just like in a matter of seconds, you know? Yeah, and sometimes and, you have to. Yeah, sometimes you have to do all that in the amount. So, I don't know. I feel like for the action involved, you probably don't want the graphics any higher. <laughs> I, I feel like that's that's on the devs, though. Like, if that's yeah. the compromise they had to make to have the game run smoothly, I feel like they probably should have just worked on it for longer. Because it, it was an extra thing that came after the regular game. Yeah, I'm assuming did, they used yeah. maybe the same engine. It was like, to throw a bunch of extra people in this, we got to make some sacrifices and then just sacrifice the way it looked maybe they didn't expect that much of a return on it probably and not they're like you know what and we're not gonna i'm not sure they really that. got that much of a return on it to be honest i don't think so either. <laughs> it wasn't received well when it first came out and um they did a lot of improvements over time okay i mean i did i did dabble in that a tiny bit um yeah i'm still trying to wrap my head around the the weird approach to its combat because it's it's like kind of half automated in a certain yeah. way, like you hold a button and then you continuously do combos, like that's really strange to me. But um, it's it's probably more so something I would need to get used to than something I don't like, at least just yet. Like I don't, I'm not sure how how I feel about it just yet. Yeah, no, that's it's good to have an open mind on that because you know Final Fantasy is kind of known for the turn base, and then it came out of to the semi turn base, especially with 13, mm-hmm. which like 13 was so weird because anyway. Like I said, I feel like that one was <laughs> semi-turn based. <laughs> um, and then you got fourteen, which is it, it's it's on a um, what's that called? It, it's a cooldown. Uh, yeah, it's common like, cooldown system. Yeah, which is another version of turn based if you're consistently pressing things. Yeah, that another um, style that I really just never got into. Yeah. So I can understand how uh, you feel like it still might be going down that path. But once you get into the nuances of your counters and really putting in that damage and hitting the warp strikes and managing your MP, I think you're going to rely on that auto attack less and know when to take a break and use it. You know, so. Fair. So what else have you been playing? Is that? Is that... Oh, man. Um, I played some Overwatch this week. And as usual, I mean that's not really big news. They nerfed the crap out of Brigitte, though. <clears throat> did they? Yeah, they did, and they gave her a really cool skin that I'm actually I'm gonna buy for my girl. It's like a ram skin. It, it looks really cool. She got like horns and stuff like that, and it's, the um, it's a it's a kind of skin that you can buy outright. Like it's like a separate that thing. you have to. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's ten dollars. Oh, that's um, a lot. Jeez. It is. What? It is. I know. Well, I but mean, how much how much was Mercy's uh breast cancer one? But that was a donation of breast cancer. That's different. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. was that also ten dollars? <laughs> I'm just wondering. It might have been. I, I, I don't I think it was like five or something like that. Because geez, ten dollars for a single skin? Yeah, but sometimes there are whole games that were ten dollars. I know. <laughs> and there's a lot of games that I got for less than that with Game Pass. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, I'll go next. Um, the yeah, main thing. Well, I played a couple of games for review since the two weeks that we've been off. Um, I yeah. played um, the movie, well, the series tie-in game to the Dark Crystal series on Netflix. Have you guys watched that at all? That Jim Henson's Dark Crystal? No, I know of it. Yeah, you know what it is, right? Like it's an old yeah, movie. Yeah. You know, amazing puppetry and stuff. They basically did a prequel series on Netflix, and then that prequel series got a tactics game. 
Wow. Right. Okay. It's kind of an odd choice, but <clears throat> who, who would have thunk it? <laughs> right. Like it, it, it was weird. Like, uh, but the thing is, that it has a very passionate fan base. So there were a lot of people who were like, you know, looking forward to just oh, some right. kind of interactive way to stay in that story. And um, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics is the full name of the game is literally a very basic version of Final Fantasy Tactics, like, Ooh. which is a great game, mind you. You yeah. know, so is it too basic though? Honestly, I don't feel like it's too basic. There, there are a lot of other reviewers who didn't like it that much, I, and I think it's mainly because they felt like it was too basic. Like it was kind of giving mm. them a, a hint to Final Fantasy Tactics, but not going all the way. I kind of looked at it as well, fans of this show. Who maybe don't, this. yeah, who maybe don't know much about tactics games because I feel like that's a really niche genre anyway. They really probably is. get it because they like the series and then would learn what's so good about tactics games. Because at the very base level, like it still functions, it's good. Like, you know, you it's have a your gateway units, game. it has actual depth, right? <laughs> <laughs> it has actual, <laughs> actual depth in terms of building the characters. Like, they have three different classes, and then you can give them secondary jobs to their classes. And then the more you, you know, they level up, you can add extra abilities to each class and like you can pick your team and then you can have them do different things the only thing that was like more of a nitpick to me is it's not it's not turn-based tactics in the sense that there's a player phase and then there's an enemy phase instead it's based oh, it's, on like speed every right. person's speed yeah exactly that's classic D. yeah 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 so for, for that yeah it makes it more um it makes it less strategic to me and more kind of like I have to just deal with the situation as it's happening because like there's no like there's no easy way to kind of that's... just look in. I mean, they, they give you like the bar across the top, but it's like you're just looking yeah. at character portraits. You can't you don't really know at a glance that, oh, this guy's going to try to do something next or that guy's going to try to do something next. If you really took the time and like slowed everything down, you could probably do it that way. But then like who's going to play like that? <laughs> You? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I would do. I don't know. I, I prefer I to kind of formulate a strategy with my team. Like, I have a goal and then see what happens when the other team gets their chance to then do it's like It's more like chess. Like, you have a turn, I have I a turn. I mean, you can still do that. And, and, you know, and that's the thing. You're thinking about chess. Yeah. And I think they're I've thinking always played chess. Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, that's fair. Like, it's, it's just, it's a preference thing. Like, I, I feel you. I feel prefer you. taking the turns more in the tactics yeah. game but um okay. other than that um i also started uh actually i have to finish the uh video now for a game called zombie army 4 have you oh, anybody uh-huh yeah it's the first it's the fourth one but technically it's sort of the second one because the zombie army series is actually just dlc content added to the sniper elite games so you know how like okay. Call of Duty's had like zombies or Red yeah, Dead yeah. had zombies <laughs> or whatever. Mm. It was kind of like that. Like they had their regular World War II sniper game and then they mm -hmm. threw out like a fantastical DLC thing as like a side story to it. So they combined the first two DLC things and a third unreleased one into one game called Zombie Army Trilogy. And okay. that actually was pretty good from what I could tell. And then this is the sequel to that. Okay. Wow. So think... I want to say Left 4 Dead because that's, you know, the that's most the recent thing. About, yeah. But do you guys remember World War Z? I was just about yeah. to add. It's yeah. pretty much exactly World War Z. But honestly, a little better because the sniper elite mechanics carry over. Like you have, you know, a sniper as your primary weapon. They do that super cool 
x-ray uh, slow-mo slow shot motion. thing yeah okay, where you can see the skeleton okay. when you shoot certain zombies in certain ways like there's a bunch of skill trees for your weapons there's unlocks there's like elemental things that you can add it's like a it's it's really really deep and on top of it it's fun as hell especially because you know how the, there's there's always like a special kind of zombie there's like there's the regular yeah. hordes and then there's like oh this is a a burper this is a thrasher yeah. this is whatever there's so many like special zombie variants and they do crazy nonsense like snipe you like they'll throw grenades at you like they're heavy gunners they're ones who are dressed all in armor they're ones swinging like chainsaws around like it's it gets really intense. Wait, wait, wait. The zombies are swinging. Yes. <laughs> yes, the zombies. <laughs> Typically, I'm the one with the chainsaw. Like, yeah. it gets it gets really, really intense. And the, the co-op works fantastically. Like, you can jump in, jump out of most games. Like, I have uh, a, a surprising the, uh, amount of fun with it. What's the party limit? Uh, it's four max. Like, kind of, okay. that's kind of like the like, standard. Yeah, that's, that's pretty standard. Right. That's what I thought. Um, and, uh, and there's a good variety of levels. And another thing that I wasn't expecting is the levels are actually pretty dense. Like you can find a bunch of like secrets and nooks and crannies in the the maps. And they even have like kind of puzzles that you can figure out. And they reference like different, like kind of horror themed pop culture things. Like I saw a puzzle related to stranger things where there were like a bunch of, say, I know stranger things going to be yeah. the first one. You <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you know, the whole thing with the, the Christmas lights and like the letters on the wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some kind of puzzle where you have to shoot the lights based on what letters show up, but we couldn't figure it out. Like the, the group that I was with, cause we weren't chatting with each other. And then it was mm, also like okay. a, an, an it reference where like, there's like a little clown thing um, that you find in a corner somewhere you shoot it and like a red balloon pops out. And then you have to shoot the balloon because it's like floating mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Like no. it was dope. <laughs> No, like it's really and cool. I was just about to start playing this game. <laughs> yes, like I, it, it was really, it was really fun. Like I, I was, I was taken aback by how much fun I was having playing it. So if yep. if you do get the chance, uh, it is fifty dollars, like full retail, fifty bucks. But um, if if you're into that kind of thing, I think it's definitely something people would want to check out. Okay. But, um, other other than that, I spent a lot of the most like the past weekend fooling around in Fantasy Store Online 2 beta. Um yeah. waiting forever for this game to like see the Western Shores. I did play it when it first released on the Japanese servers. Like there were a bunch of hoops you had to jump through to get on there from the yeah. American side. You had to add you had to like do like um, a mod to like change all the Japanese text to English. And then every time they did a game update, you had to go and find, get the updated mod to like re- reapply <laughs> to it. So it was a pain. Yeah. And it didn't last for too long because it was such a pain to play that way. But the game is still fun. Like, eight years going, like, they finally bring it over to the West. Like, that game feels great to play. It's not... Uh-huh, go ahead. When I first saw it, I was like, man, it doesn't even look that different. And then I saw the <laughs> motion, and I was like, oh, it's kind of gorgeous. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I... Playing it again made me realize how much... You can really customize your character. It yes. is. I spent, I want to say, a good <laughs> 25 deep. minutes in the character creator doing some bull. <laughs> and I'm not yeah. even talking about that. I, like, that's crazy. Yes, a lot of stuff you can do there. I'm just talking about, like, all their attributes, all right. the weapon skills, all the um, traits, the, the skill mags treat, that can help you kind of mags. build up your weaknesses and stuff. Everything. I love is that game just, so much. Bruh. Like, that franchise means so much to me and to finally be able to 
play it again. Except except we're not able to play it again. It was just a beta weekend, so it's already over. We're gonna have to wait, yeah. I guess, a couple of months for the actual game to release. No, but they do we say we can play more later tonight. Oh, really? They're gonna reopen it? They extended it because of the mess up on right, Friday. Right. Yeah. I also wanted to mention yeah. that when the game actually <laughs> launched, yeah, on launch day. A couple of people were able to get in. The majority of people were basically locked out of the servers because it was said that it was everything was at capacity. People kept getting logged out, and then everything crashed. Yeah. Like I was watching um our good friends uh, Fat Stacks and Umi Chan stream. Yeah, certified gaming. Yeah, certified gaming. They were up on there for a little bit, and then all the stuff crashed, and they were kind of just staring at the the title screen, talking to each other for like I want to say a good hour or some change. <laughs> Like, I was kind of using them as, like, a gauge as to when the servers would go back up so that I could jump on because I kept trying and I couldn't get anywhere. Servers but, didn't come back on until, like, 1 right, or 2 a.m. Like 1 a.m. That's when I got off. And then I had to go to sleep <laughs> at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when it did finally work, it was a lot of fun. Like, I'm really excited to play more of it later today since apparently that's the thing we can do. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm going to be super hyped when it finally releases at some point in the spring because we still don't have an actual release date yet, right? Um, That's correct. Yeah, no, no release date yet. Um, You know, everyone is, especially everyone who tried to beta this this weekend, is chomping at the bit to continue where they left off. Right, and you, you guys missed um the live show that they did, right? I logged in right after it was done. Did you <laughs> like that? I mean... It's it's a thing I haven't experienced before, and honestly, there were so many people in the lobby watching that the frames were like chugging, <laughs> like the game so was, it was running. Like a PowerPoint presentation, right? The game was like running like molasses, but you could still hear the song and like hear the character talking and stuff. But it was fun. Like people were in there, like they were throwing out all sorts of messages. Like people were saying like some inappropriate things. People were saying some funny things. But it was it was just it was a neat thing to be a part of, kind of just jumping around in the lobby. Like, it made it seem like it was an actual excited audience because, like, you can see your characters all just jumping out in the audience. Like, it was really silly. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was that was cool. And you get some kind of a, a boost afterwards, like some kind of stat boost, I think, if you go out and do missions immediately after seeing the concert. So there's some, okay. there's some benefit to actually showing up for it, too. Yeah, I think I saw it was like a little white symbol on the top of the screen. Mm. Um uh, it's like triple experience and yeah, it's something something. I, I'm yeah. not sure exactly what it does, but you do get some kind of benefit. Yeah, it was, it was nice participating in that. So that was fun. Um, and again, yeah, I can't wait to kind of jump back in for the little bit of extra time we'll get later today. For sure. But uh, that's pretty much what we've been playing this week. Um, we're gonna move on now to topics. We're gonna skip the Super Smash Bros. recap. Um, Violet did just release, and we got the chance to play. Uh, yep. with him on stream so definitely just head over to the youtube to check that out if you're curious but we're gonna go straight to our topics because we got a lot uh a lot of stuff actually happened over the past two weeks first oh, up boy, do we. uh this news from <laughs> nintendo about some smash <laughs> stuff that's related blue you wanted to take this one yeah so like this is the thing right i'm i'm always talking to my friends like okay who would you want in smash right and and especially recently my one of my good friends is always talking about, oh, I want to see Tracer in Smash. I want to see mm. Tracer in Smash. Or Doomfist or whatever. And the majority of the internet, especially a while back, was talking about Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I think probably one of the highest requested when they did the yes. poll in Smash 4. But and apparently... Waluigi. Don't forget Waluigi. No, I will forget and Walu- Waluigi. <laughs> I will absolutely I, forget Waluigi. I really want Waluigi in there, too. He doesn't um, matter. Anyway, <laughs> Nintendo wanted Sora... In Smash Brothers, 
right? They mm-hmm. actually wanted him, but Disney vetoed it. Disney's the one who said, "Nah, son. Disney Japan uh, specifically." They said, <laughs> and I'm I'm just oh, like, yeah. why do you guys why do you guys think they would say no to this? I have an idea. Uh huh. It's the similar, uh, very similar thing that happened with uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. You don't want to see your specific hero um, in a negative light. So, for example, with Disney, how would it look if Sora got the crap beat out of him by a Pokemon or <laughs> Mario or Isabel? Um, there was a similar thing with the characters in uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite where... You know we're going to have we're going to have this character highlighted in the trailer and they're just going to do awesome but we can't have them lose or be defeated or anything like that disney owns it disney has us around the neck with a chain called nostalgia and mm. happiness so they're going to constantly control the narrative of anything and I'm going to keep this short because I feel the anger of uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 in the back of my head. (laughs) But um, the fact that throughout Kingdom Hearts, you had sort of even between Square Enix and then Disney. Mm. And then in Kingdom Hearts 3, it literally became defeat this boss with this total, with this amazing Disney ride that you should go visit us and no. Yeah, no. true. A lot of people complained about the fact that that Square Enix side, like the Final Fantasy stuff, kind of, was yeah. kind of being downplayed for the Disney stuff over time. Well, I'm, and then it was basically non-existent. Where I'm fighting, I'm fighting Heartless, and instead of using my amazing powers, I'm getting on some Disney teacups <laughs> and, and doing it that way. What? Why? <laughs> so, so the fact that so the fact that they weren't going so the fact that they weren't going to have Sora, you know, lose be to Mario or, or or anyone like that, it's like okay, I can see how you want to have you know have Sora protected the little whiny so and so. Sorry, I I have no affection for the character Sora, so I'm not too broken up about Sora being in Smash or not being in Smash rather. I do think it would have been a more interesting and hype reveal than another Fire Emblem character, <laughs> but I, I'm not I'm not gonna yeah. miss him too much. I am surprised though that it wasn't Square Enix that was kind of the thorn in their side because yes, they yeah. gave them Cloud, but ever since they gave them Cloud, they haven't given them anything else. Like they gave them like what thing. one or two tracks from I think there's a trophy too. Yeah, and like trophies. yeah, like one trophy. There's no spirits. I don't think from Square Enix stuff. Like they really? just, yeah, like they just, they're, they strangely enough just, they, they were like, fine, take this. And it was like, leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So it's weird. I, I thought it would have been pulling teeth from them, but yeah. apparently Disney is the same way. So I'm not surprised at all that <laughs> that basically hit a brick wall and tried to put Sora in Smash. It's, it's wild, man. But, um, hey, it happened. And, and that's, that's the kind of thing that, we really got to look out for when we're building up our expectations and we're trying to do our predictions. You know what I mean? We really got to look at the whole picture. Yep. And speaking of expectations, we're going to move on to our next topic. I knew one of the words <laughs> was going to get you. <laughs> Platinum Games. If you guys are not familiar, the studio behind Bayonetta, uh, mm-hmm. Vanquish, uh, Wonderful 101, Scalebound, 
which was canceled <laughs> by Microsoft. Platinum is saying they want to finish that game. Scalebound still belongs to Microsoft. It's a Microsoft IP that they didn't want Platinum to finish because of the way the game was developing or you know some kind of internal strife between the devs and the publishers. But um, why am I blanking on my man's name? The, the head of uh, Platinum. <laughs> oh, um... Uh, buh, 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 buh. Crap. Uh, matter of fact, <laughs> Google. Yep, right. Yeah, I'm like he's too. I follow him on Twitter. Like he blocks everyone for anything. It's like, <laughs> oh, yikes! Like one of the matter of fact, this, we'll we'll come back to the name thing. Yeah. Um, this conversation actually came up because they also just started a Kickstarter for porting the Wonderful 101 to the Switch and I think the PS4. I'm not sure about Xbox just yet, but. I guess they were doing interviews and stuff, promoting the Kickstarter, and someone asked them about Scalebound. They said they would love to finish the game. They also admitted previously that it wasn't Microsoft's fault that the game got canceled. They felt like there was stuff that they should have been doing that they weren't doing, and then the things got kind of complicated on both sides and then eventually ended up getting canceled. Because otherwise you would have had, what, like a, a crackdown situation with this big, yeah. this big IP and, like, you know, they can't keep taking that many hits. I see why Phil Spencer would want that game canceled if it wasn't coming along nicely, you know? Man. It's just... Whew. But, I mean, was... would, would you guys want to see a scale bound at this point? I, I would. I, bring it on, man. You have a lot of time. You've had a lot of time to make it good. You know, you, you've seen what the um, console has struggled with, and you see um, the connectivity issues if there is something you know with that kind of game if you're trying to do multiplayer stuff if you're trying to do single player just focus on the story and make it right there's plenty of examples of games that went right and games that went wrong uh over the time that they started this game so i feel like they have no excuse to get it wrong so I, I, yeah go ahead go, no go ahead go ahead because i'm gonna say the, you saying they have no excuse to get it wrong Platinum Games is an amazing developer, point blank period. They yeah. made some fantastic games, but they have also made some very bad games, like the Legend of Korra game, which was a licensed tie-in, that Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles game, which was a licensed tie-in, were very bad. And it seems like when Platinum is kind of playing with other people's property, they don't take it serious. And I feel like that might have been I don't part know of the reason. The same genre, though. I don't know if it's fair to, to compare. It's, an, it's a third-person action game. Korra was that, Ninja Turtles was that. This was yeah, that. but those are based off of cartoons. But this was, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but that doesn't change the fact that Platinum just had to make the game good, which they didn't. <laughs> okay. I guess what I'm saying is after all this time, they, I feel like they have an opportunity to clean up their act. But who's going to give them that opportunity? Microsoft's not going to pay them more again, right? It's their IP. <laughs> True, yeah. No, I mean, shoot. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention Kenichi Sato is um, head of Platinum Games. No, there that's not what I'm talking. That's not what I'm thinking of. Who? Okay, then <laughs> that is not. <laughs> well, that's another name then. Cool. Uh, I'm so mad at myself <laughs> that I can't. Um, but yeah, the way I look at it, right? I, I don't know. I feel like if I've done, I've done good work in the past, and I, I know that someone else has to give them the opportunity to. Pretty, not do it for free, but like, I don't know. Like, it, it's it's a rough situation. 
it's a rough situation. They can, they can, they can, they can pull something together. With this, I feel like <clears throat> it, it was such a good concept to start with. I, I don't think it was like that was that's the whole thing. I feel like people got excited I, about a dragon, about platinum games, about a kid wearing headphones. Like it looked fine, but if you ever saw if you saw that game in action, like it never really looked like you were doing much of anything. Like it's like they had a bunch of ideas and never put them into any kind of a core gameplay loop. I, I don't know. I, I guess because I was just waiting to see more, I never got that feeling. But I, I'd probably have to relook at. Uh, yeah, I, I, I challenge you. Like anybody, yeah. anybody who's still like yeah. super excited and then disappointed that liked, Scalebound never came out, go back and look at what their E three presentations looked like. Because they yeah. weren't that interesting, at least to me. So when I when Microsoft it finally like canceled a it, Cyber Monster Hunter. Almost PSO. <laughs> I mean, sort of, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, that's the look of it. Like, it had a good look. I'm, I won't argue with mm-hmm. that. But like, if you just watch the actual gameplay that was taking place, like, you would like point to a direction, and then your dragon would do a thing, and then like there'd be some guys on the ground, and then you would you know do a couple of attacks, and then you point, and then he'd do a thing. Like, none of it really felt that dynamic or interesting or fun from just the look. So I was not surprised when I heard it was canceled because I'm like, yeah, this couldn't have been coming along. Every single time they showed it, it really didn't look better than the first. I'll I'll, I'll look back at this and and we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> as, uh, I'll, I'll I'll update y'all on my opinion on that because I remember not having bad thoughts about this game. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll move on from uh, platinum games. Uh, there's <laughs> some other shakeups in terms of devs mm-hmm. uh gamer you're gonna take this one right or was that blue no this is blue i've got blue. the rivals. right yeah because you're you're diablo player <laughs> <laughs> i'm a diablo player yeah, you're one of those y'all like gears of war play well true <laughs> you're right <laughs> yeah i don't like gears of war um as much as i feel like i should but um their boss rod ferguson is leaving to um, go to a game that I like more than I f- feel like I should, if that makes any sense. <laughs> it doesn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had it. Um, Rod Ferguson is leaving Gears of War to oversee Diablo, the, the latest Diablo. That had an amazing, amazing um, reveal at latest BlizzCon. At BlizzCon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and coming off of my personal opinion coming off of Gears 5, um, hopefully hopefully, what he does um, doesn't slow down whatever um, story and momentum they've already had. Because I felt like Gears 5 went pretty slow, and I, I, didn't, I didn't like the pacing of it. And I'm still okay, not... The story. The story and even the combat. As much as it's a first-person shooter, I feel like it's a relatively slow first-person shooter. So no, hopefully... I mean, third person. Excuse me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, It's a shooter, right? It is a shooter. You got that part right. No, I feel like it's super slow. Um, I mean, fair. It is a slower shooter. It's a cover-based shooter. So So, if that's not your cup of tea, I can definitely see why that would be, like, annoying. I hope he doesn't bring that speed to the Diablo action. Well, the thing is, I'm not super – I mean, I've played a little bit of Diablo, not for very long. Mm. But, like, is that game 
like kind of kinetic. I, 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 n- I never, from the look of it, ever got the feeling that it was actually that fast of a game. You, when I played with you, I mean, you got to what, like level five? I could Tops? not tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact is, um, the higher you get in there, the faster the game gets, the more nuances you have to watch out for. You're rolling all the time. You're casting spells on the spot. Um, it's a very fast-paced game by the end. And PvP, if you blink in PvP, you're dead. Like, <laughs> um, so, and that, uh, we're talking about Diablo three. So, mm-hmm. the latest Diablo to come out. Hopefully, it keeps that same energy that people have loved for such a long time. And that's that's. I'm hoping that Rod Ferguson does that. Um, and you know, hopefully he. I don't know exactly. Um, like what his major contribution to Gears was, but. Hopefully, whatever good he did in Gears, he brings over to Diablo. The the funny thing about Rod Ferguson specifically is his major contribution to Gears was taking it over from Cliff Blazinski. Because remember, uh, it was an epic game. Cliff, oh, that's right. Yeah, Cliff did one, two, three, and then I think People Can Fly did Judgment. And then Microsoft kept the IP, they gave it over to the coalition, and then they appointed Rod Ferguson as the head. So he basically just kept Gears alive and kept Gears Gears. He he I mean he innovated maybe a little bit. Yeah. But he really just kind of kept the spirit of what that game was alive. So if that's kind of his MO, and maybe that's why they grabbed him for Diablo, because they want someone who can take what Diablo was and kind of just keep it. <laughs> chugging along as opposed to kind of radically invent it he's life support you're saying maybe for, uh, yeah you know because maybe secret to long life like, yeah like so far that's kind of been his role that's kind of what he's done so rod ferguson is a fountain of youth for, <laughs> for the gaming industry because <laughs> you see because the same exact situation happened with halo microsoft kept the ip from bungie true, and gave it to a true. studio 343 industries but then it kind of dovetailed like halo has not kind of kept up its mo and now they're trying to reinvent it to you know to regain that prestige. But Ooh, Gears has just kind of steadily sailed doing. along and been been accepted by its fan base the whole way through. So yeah, yeah, man, uh, Mr. Gamer, what you think, bro? So unfortunately, I've oh, my whenever I hear Diablo, I think of unfortunate. Is this um, is this an out of date April Fool's joke? You know, are you not into phones? That whole debacle. Um, I still play what? Diablo on my. It's not that bad. Well, but okay. I, I was never deep into Diablo. I play it on my Nintendo Switch, and mm-hmm. that was kind of like my introduction into it. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so you know, it's a dungeon crawler. This isn't bad. All right, I think I would like some more of this. And then the. The, the the memes and the outcry that came from the release the the talk about the mobile game is like well because I don't already have a lot of investment into it after this I don't have to continue to be invested in it because I still have insert extremely long list of video games to play here like mm. there wasn't enough pull and I already have a short attention span right. as it is that's so. one of the main reasons why I did not want to play that much of Diablo like I like I understand that there's a draw there but like I don't want to keep doing this I want to do something else <laughs> exactly I want to, there, there, isn't, there isn't enough of oh. something there isn't enough of something to keep me here 
what comrades final fantasy that'll keep me here uh borderlands looter shooter mad moxie voice acting that'll keep me here (laughs) mad moxie specifically (laughs) yes okay he's got a story he's got a story ever since i met her oh you met the voice actress in real life i thought i'd okay i really thought i had said this i told you he's got the story (laughs) yeah no yeah maybe not maybe not on the podcast i don't think so because i haven't heard the story story, uncle gamer (laughs) so it was so so it was two two years ago I I dressed. Um, I went to uh, Anime Central in Rosemont, and I was dressed up as Wedding Bowser. Um, the <laughs> that's a are... that's a dope costume. It was. Yes. <laughs> Please go to my Facebook page and see it. That was made one like the only thing that was not made in that costume was um, my shirt and my pants. But yeah, my wife made everything. The hat, wow. the gauntlets. I have a shell that, by the way, was proportional to my body. So it's a big shell. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure that that's clear. Big yeah, this shell. Yeah, this is like 7 foot 13, y'all. He tall as heck. <laughs> so I, so I, um, so I'm doing all these interviews and I'm in my uh, wedding Bowser and I actually meet uh, Mad, uh, uh, the voice actress for Mad Moxie. And at that time, I was still like a little starstruck because I'm just like, oh, okay, all right. But I have to remember, she's a normal person, just like everybody else. Just be cool. Just be cool. That's uh, right. Spoiler alert, I wasn't cool. <laughs> I, was, I was stumbling over stumbling over my everything and she's like wow that's a really nice costume and i was showing her my mevo camera and when she had said wow you have a very nice voice you deliver messages very well i probably could have died right there (laughs) and just like fell out honestly i could have just fell out that's cool so yes um but but going back to the point those sort of games have something to bring me in draw you in Diablo, unfortunately, just doesn't. Well, what's your take on Gears then? Like, were you ever like a big Gears of War fan? I was a big Gears of War fan back in college, and oh my god, I sound old when I say that. Um, because Gears <laughs> of War, it it was it was Gears of War, Halo, and Smash Brothers Brawl that were the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, back in between two thousand eight and uh, twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. So that those were the games that everyone played. So I got good enough to do like horde mode, but as far as the story, I I could fall asleep during the story. I just I just like the horde mode most and of all. And then Gears other one, games, two, and three yeah. have a yeah. fantastic plot. I'm not I know I don't know so much about you know four and five because I never actually finished four or five. <laughs> but one, two, and three, fantastic character development, fantastic plots and situations very surprising for the kind of meathead characters that are front and center i would say watch watch a video of just how the story plays out if anything because it's actually okay i mean i'll i'll probably do that but you know it's horde mode was just more fun to me because it's just like you know it's like it's like uh call of duty now i don't play call of duty for the story i play call of duty for like for the the mechanics yeah okay yeah like that that that's that's what i care about so okay. I got a question now, Mr. Gamer. What would hold your attention more, Gears Five or Diablo Three? Say you're playing by yourself. Oh, if I'm playing by myself, 
Mm, I've put more time. I've already put more time into multiple characters with Diablo 3, but because I know that there's so much more in Gears 5 as far as like different classes of, of people and, and there are more varied modes in Gears 5 than there are in Diablo. So between the two, I think I would probably sink my teeth into Gears 5 more just because there would be a little bit more for me to do as far as, okay, you know, take cover here, throw my skill thing over there, you know, take some shots versus the character that I have in Diablo where it's just like, I'm spamming lightning until you die. Because <laughs> that's just how I built that character. Right. Like, I don't take a hit for crap, but I have minions and I have traps and I have so much lightning. Real lightning. Okay, I just realized that there's a generation, there's now a generation of kids who don't know about Power Thirst and that makes me sad. I don't know about Power <laughs> Thirst. What is Power Thirst? Oh, it's, old, like, it's like a, a ancient meme. I, okay. I think that's, that's the way a legendary meme. Ain't legendary, yes. I don't know who said this, but put some respect on his name, okay? <laughs> you, after this, you need to just just Google Power Thirst and watch the video. All right. I'm going to have you Google Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's who said that. I know that meme. <laughs> but Power Thirst eludes me. Okay. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll circle back. <laughs> okay, so uh, very interesting uh, developments there, but um, we're also going to talk about um, Nintendo kind of just chatting. Like, there's actually been like a lot of uh, just scuttlebutt in general about chatter. Yeah, like just chatter, right? Nintendo apparently claims that they're not worried about the PS5 or Xbox Series X. Basically, Nintendo, on a conference call, or like a, what is it, uh, investor call? Yeah. Yeah. They answered concerns from some of the investors who are worried about the fact that there are new consoles on the horizon. Nintendo confirmed they're not releasing any updated hardware. There's not going to be a Nintendo Pro this year, probably not even next year. And they basically stated they're not worried. They're not in the same lane as PS5 or Xbox Series X. Yo, I feel like I've been saying this for weeks, man. Every time, you know, people are talking about console wars and stuff like that, I'm like, Nintendo's on their own planet. They kind got of. A, yes. <laughs> they, got their, they have a different... It's not even that they have a different um, demographic that they're shooting at. Well, it, it's just a wider... We talked about this when Fat Stacks was here. Yes. Yeah, was we did. Thick demographic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> because kids and old people got switches. Right, and well, then everybody in between. Well, and, and the other thing, the other thing too is when, um, and I, I don't want to get too deep into the next topic, but everyone is doing something different, and Nintendo is kind of in their own lane with no one else to really worry about. Like, can anyone tell me another, uh, like another big handheld console? And Nintendo has almost exclusively owned that. There yeah, is the no Vita one. was a close, it was a close yeah. bet. I mean, the the Vita existed, but it was not. It wasn't close to what Nintendo's yeah, like, console was right. doing. The closest, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, yeah. Excuse I see me. your point. Like it was <laughs> the closest thing, but like no one is doing, 
no one is doing what Nintendo is doing and no one is trying to stop Nintendo. Like you don't have Xbox or you don't you don't have Microsoft or you don't have Sony trying to release something similar. You have Alienware trying mm -hmm. to release something similar with their yeah. oh, it's like the Nintendo Switch but for the PC. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, I guess or I could use the powerhouse that I built, you know, or <laughs> going over to um what is it, GeForce Now, which is Nvidia's cloud thing. Yeah. yeah. And Man. now you have Microsoft with what they're doing. Like, so the poor Stadium, bro. <laughs> well, uh, don't get me started on Stadia, please. Stadia got a lot of work to do, yo. Oh my please. God. I was so excited I am, for that. Google, Google, step it up. Google needs to step it up. But Seriously, anyway, they, I, no one, they're better yeah, than this. No, no, one is, no one is doing what Nintendo is doing. So they can, they can sit back and relax and just keep on doing what they've been doing for years they're not trying to make the most powerful thing because that's not what they that's just not what they do and when they did do that they were kind of losing that fight yeah like because it's like wow this doesn't really work out for us let's go back let, let's go back to our bread and butter let, let's go back to local <laughs> multiplayer no one does local multiplayer like nintendo period right like let's focus on handheld let's focus on innovative let, player on experience party like party games they, they have they have ips they have ips that they could dust off like i'm i'm almost like for example i don't know how much you two know about the animal crossing fandom the like nothing the animal crossing <laughs> fandom is huge yeah i did not they're know they're among I, you oh no, <laughs> that's they scary. really are that's a scary thought <laughs> seriously it's time to go. Yeah, the person in that theater, you know, they're just gonna get up and walk around. <laughs> it, it, the Animal Crossing, it's like, it's like furries. You, they're, it's seriously, it's like the that. furry fandom. They walk among you, you wouldn't know it, but they're there, and there's a lot of them, a whole lot of them. And, and you know, they, they all speak the Animal Crossing language. <laughs> you know, you, side note, you know what I learned about that. What? Their their language is, is literally them spelling all the letters of the sentence that they're saying yeah. really fast. Really fast, yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Like if you slow yeah. it down, you just hear them spell all every single individual <laughs> letter. <laughs> but yeah, like this this, this is why yeah. with me, like I look at Nintendo like Ring Fit, um, you know, look, look, cute little games like that. Mm -hmm. Xbox and uh X Microsoft and Sony, they're like, all right, fine. You do what you're doing over there. Cool. No one's gonna stop Nintendo, so I can completely understand why why Nintendo's like, yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about that. You know, if somebody else tries to come out with a handheld console, okay, maybe they'll be cause for concern. But as we previously stated, the Vita was the closest thing. But as far as like, if you put them on the same scale, mm -hmm. Vita is like over here. Yeah, Vita was an absolute Nintendo failure for Sony. There. Yeah. Meanwhile, the 3DS was a huge success, probably like the most successful handheld they have in recent years. Yeah. You know, so I got to sorry, I, I want to talk about Animal Crossing real quick. Uh -huh. <laughs> mm -hmm. There was news recently, and I know this wasn't on our schedule, but there's news recently about how Nintendo kind of and it's kind of countering your, your point earlier when you're saying that um, Nintendo does local play well, but uh, they said the newest. Animal Crossing is only going to be like local. Like if if I make a island, 
on my Switch, mm-hmm. someone else on another profile can't make another island. They have to use that same one. Yes, that is correct. And they also updated that statement saying that they are um, just like with Splatoon 2 does not support cloud save. They are implementing something very specific to Animal Crossing New Horizons for that purpose, because they do understand that there are multiple profiles on one Nintendo Switch. So, but, yeah, I'm worried about. But, so but they're making is- a complicated workaround to a situation that they created in the first place. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. It's it's an unfortunate thing, but as it stands right now, yes. Whoever gets Animal Crossing New Horizons and makes an, an island on their profile, no one else can use it. That's what you got. That's gonna suck. That sounds insane. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's just like it came to my mind when you guys were talking about local multiplayer and then how they do it right, and I was like, wait, Animal Crossing had something wrong with it, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My so, man. But, yeah, they're on a different level, dude. So, different. talking about Nintendo basically not being worried about PS5 and Xbox Series X, Xbox mm. head Phil Spencer makes a claim that says that they're not necessarily worried about PS5 or Nintendo. They claim their main competition is actually Google and Amazon. <laughs> I think it's a reach. Okay, uh, elaborate. I, uh, okay, yeah, I want to hear his his take on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think Google's really competition right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's that's actually that's the biggest part I was talking about for the reach. Um, I, I think it's almost, <sighs> yeah, yeah. It, it was mostly the that part that I was, I was thinking of. <laughs> Because everything else kind of makes sense. Uh, I, I don't think that Xbox is going to catch up to console sales anytime soon to the PlayStation. Um, Which is probably why they're making a statement like this, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, I get that part. Um, I'm not saying that you know the new Series X is going to be better or worse than the PS5. I just know that it's not going to... Uh, sell like crazy right off the bat. That's how I feel. Okay. Um, it's not going to bust the doors down day one. What about you, Gamer? So this is going to this is going to be a bit two sided because my day job is IT. So I understand that I understand why Phil Spencer would say that Google and Amazon are the real competition. Microsoft is focused more on cloud gaming, being right. able to play what you want wherever you want that takes a significantly detailed infrastructure Mm -hmm. and between that the people who have infrastructure that could truly compete with microsoft would be amazon with aws amazon web services and gcp google cloud computing google has the infrastructure to reach arguably every single person on the planet arguably just because of how large they are. Amazon, they also have a very large infrastructure, Mm -hmm. but Microsoft has been the one to put that infrastructure to best practice because almost every single device that you would play a video game on is running some form of Windows. It, it, It is. So to say, oh, as long as you have Windows 10 and Xbox Game Pass for the PC, 
play it wherever it is that you want. Mm -hmm. And even in the article, Phil Spencer states that we're not trying to disrespect uh, Nintendo and Sony. Yeah. Traditional gaming companies are somewhat out of position. I guess they could try to recreate Azure, their cloud computing, mm. but we've invested tens of billions of dollars in cloud over the years. And he goes on uh, further to mention how formatting is a problem because a game is different when you play it on the Xbox One versus on your PC versus on a PS5. But what if it was the same on one system right. and then we just sent it out via the stream everywhere? Cloud. So. I, I can definitely see what he's like. Yeah, we're not worried about we're not worried about traditional because we're not doing traditional anymore. Right. Like it could be argued that Nintendo is doing traditional and they're going to be number one for a very long time. I can definitely see how uh, Google uh, GCP or Google could try, but Google doesn't have the library. Google doesn't have the history with. Mm -hmm. With, with gaming and unfortunately some of Google, some of google's products um for example google allo which was an amazing conversation app just stopped it wasn't a whole lot of support yeah. and google plus the, uh, their social yeah, media their own, network they shut it down yeah, after a while as yeah. well um and if you, and, and we can even take it one step uh further with uh we can take it one step further with that so Google, when Stadia was released, there was, why did we have to wait so long for an update from Google about what it is that they were giving us, what what it is that they were bringing next? Like, so you had this controller, you saw on the controller that there was the Google Assist button, mm. but the Google Assist button didn't work on launch. And you weren't going to tell us exactly when until much later. And then slowly but surely, all these features started to come out. You you are google okay you are basically attached yeah. to everyone's cell phone that is also attached to their liver and you couldn't get and you couldn't make a twitter you couldn't make a facebook or something to mm -hmm. get these things out there people have to go to forums to complain about the lack of stadia news um but anytime something comes out from microsoft i'm getting a notification on my phone and then it's downloading just like that that yeah. that level of convenience Amazon is close to having with their one-click buying. Right. Google has it with being able to integrate your Google account with everything else. But if mm -hmm. we're only focused on video gaming, the interface between Stadia, um, between Stadia, GeForce Now, and then um, the Microsoft system, Microsoft has it hands down. They've been doing this for years, and, and that's the main so, that's the main point, right? And yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, the, yeah, like it's it's the experience. Microsoft has been doing this for years now. When Microsoft when Microsoft first started, do you remember how huge their controller was on the OG oh, yeah. Xbox? People made fun of that because it was it was a dumb nonsensical decision because they were so new. They did they made a bunch of mistakes, but eventually they got their act together. I think Microsoft they're actually very cognizant of their history in starting out and they see that if Google also wants to start out, they're going to have a rocky start. But they are such a big corporation that has so much resources, they can still become a major player down the line. Like this is kind of indicative of Microsoft. They they tend to look into the future. They made the so, mistake. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, you're, just, fine, you're yeah, fine. Let me just finish this last point. They made the mistake at the start of this generation of telling everybody else what was coming in the future. And no one was ready for it. 
they had the whole always online thing, the, the online game sharing thing. All of those are things we use today and we love. But they, they threw Microsoft under the bus for talking about it back then. So this yeah. go around, Microsoft knows streaming is going to be a big deal. But they're not going to shove it down your throat. They're not going to say this is how you should do things. They're going to say it's available, but everything you know and already are used to, we still got that. Because yeah. they learned their lesson. So they know that it's coming. They know that Google's going to be a big player. They know Amazon's going to be a big player. PlayStation doesn't have the infrastructure, like you said. PlayStation had to make a deal with Microsoft to even start down that path. Right. So I, I, <laughs> I think to your point, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you know the console wars is over. In a sense. It's evolved into something different. I... It's evolved into something different because... At the end of the day, if you want to talk about total sales, PlayStation won that, mm-hmm. and I don't think Xbox is going to catch up anytime soon. Yeah, so they stopped. Right? They stopped fighting that fight. Is that, that was the initial war, right? Right. Now it's just like, okay, do you like to use an Xbox cloud-like system, or do you like to use a PlayStation, or do you like to use a Switch? It's going to be. I think yeah. PlayStation is going to be so far in its direction that it's going to be similar to Nintendo on another planet. And it's just kind of what your preference is. Yeah, because it really does seem like they're all diverging into kind of yeah. slightly different lanes that are mm-hmm. all very heavily video game focused. And the thing is, yeah. people who play video games, they like, they're like the most hardcore, they still want all those experiences, no matter where they diverge to. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 basically those people who don't play video games that they're chasing in those weird lanes like nintendo like with you know the older more casual crowd microsoft now with i guess people who people who don't want to spend the money on hardware and then playstation with the people who are maybe just centralist like they're console focused and they just want a hardcore gaming experience on a console with no bells and whistles you know what i mean like they don't want to complicate their solo game time True, like I think this uh-huh. to, I, I think this leads to an interesting question, which what Blue said. You said Blue had mentioned that the console wars are over. I wouldn't say that the console wars are over. I would say that there needs to be a redefining of what a console is. Oh, and I, and I, and I say that because, oh, really? and, and I say that because when I think of a console, I think of something that I can plug into. And then I can play. Mm-hmm. No yeah. matter, it just needs power. It that's a console. It's it's something all encompassing. It's just right there. Mm-hmm. Now we're saying that in addition to that, you now need an internet connection because you don't have what you have. It's not it's not an all complete package. So, and I don't I don't even know. I'm not trying to get too, cool, but what is a console? Is a console a so box that, you... that we're plugging in now? Because before a console is, if you had a screen, you had the box, and you had two power outlets, that's the console. Yeah, you're good. Now you're playing. you need that internet plug, which is a different story. Yeah, no, I and mean, because yes, good internet too, not just internet. There we go, and we that's a whole internet. different story too. So, are we saying that those that require internet are consoles, or are they different? Because if we say that. If we say that the console wars are over, I would say that there's just a new 
console war starting now where it's either your phone or your Chromecast Ultra or or or, or something along those lines cuz if we don't count that then it's actually Nintendo that would have in so many words won the war cuz they're still ha- like they're the closest to the original console. Yeah. I could take my Nintendo Switch and True. I could just play. I don't need internet. I see. What hmm. you're so, I mean, that's 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 just a real interesting. <laughs> that's just a real interesting thing. Yeah. No, that got deep, man. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know, as you're talking, and I'm, I'm just gonna throw one more, one more layer onto that. Oh dear. I was like, okay, you know, does the addition of internet really change the playing field? Now. I was going to say it really doesn't because everyone's using the internet. But when you mentioned Nintendo being able to be great without it. Mm-hmm. For the most part, they botched I mean, anything that has to do with the internet, but they're yeah. still. 100%. Please. Yeah, they're still doing far better than anybody should after making such a without <laughs> Yeah. My Xbox is pretty crappy without the internet. Yeah. Like, and think about my it. I, on. Like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, eight people playing at once. Eight. Mm-hmm. Eight people playing at once. Now, mind you, it's going to get chaotic, but that's eight people locally without internet just playing. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Huh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so we're going to leave that there. We're going to move on to our last topic. Uh, and this is very, um, very kind of interesting news here. The co-founder of Rockstar Games, Dan Hauser, is leaving. Yeah. Co-founded the company, uh, I, what is it, what is it, like 1998 I read, with his brother Sam Hauser, two British mm-hmm. guys. Um, been involved in the writing and creative process of all of their biggest games, which in turn are some of the biggest games in video games, period. Red Dead Redemption, Grand Theft Auto. Like, like, this guy is a legend in the gaming world, and he's now, after probably their biggest achievement to date, GTA Five and Red Dead Two, is yeah. leaving the company, leaving everything to his brother Sam. What's he's your take on this? On a high note. That that's a really good way to think of it. But does that mean that yeah. then uh, this is the peak, and that there's no nowhere else they can go from here? It- you know, whatever comes next is always going to be worse, right? It, it, to to, <laughs> and it, it's only going to be worse to um. To to us, the observers, we're going to say, "Oh, it's not like it was before him. Before him, we had this great game, but after him, we had this that's just okay." You I mean, know, I, it's not. I don't know if that's long. if that's necessarily true. Now, granted, if we take time as you know, good game analysts and really see what's being done. Hopefully we can have a, a, you know, not that opinion. Hopefully it's going to be better. Um, But you're just saying that the narrative around someone of that stature leaving basically spells doom because their stocks reflected it. Yeah. Yeah. Like their stocks took a hit after this announcement. Exactly. So that's, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. I feel like um, whatever comes next, people aren't going to, Take it well, just because it's not the same. People are afraid to change. That's true. I would say that history has shown that 
the next thing that might come out will be a similar comparison to Borderlands 2 versus the next thing that came out after that, which was the pre-sequel, which was hot, flaming garbage. (laughs) (laughs) And then Borderlands 3 came out, which was just like, oh, this is just Borderlands 2 with just more stuff. This is great. Um, That's my assumption. Mm-hmm. My hope is that, you know, somewhere along the lines on someone's wall is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And there is a system that has been working. Continue to use that system. Um, but, um, yeah, I doubt that's going to be happening. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be real. <laughs> I, I, I feel like we might have some Borderlands pre-sequel-esque things coming out. Oh, I hope um, well, I mean, and, uh, to to be fair, the this pre sequel that wasn't that wasn't developed by Gearbox, was it? Uh, the Austra- was- in Australia. So it was like it was it was like a like a B studio though. Like it wasn't the main team, was it? I don't remember. Uh, no, it was not. It, it wasn't just kind of like how uh, Fallout seventy six wasn't the uh, <laughs> wasn't Bethesda's A team. Right. Right. They need to stop. Uh, you know, outsourcing their games because it's not happening. <laughs> but I mean, th- I mean, th- this is a, a different situation than that because it is still Rockstar North, and it's just one of two people who have always been at the top. Like they were brothers, Dan and Sam Howard. Yeah. So it's just Dan that's leaving. Sam is still there, Damn. but it really, it's really like the stock thing. I know it has to be doing something to his head because he's like, "Oh, my bro's gone, and now nobody got no faith in me." <laughs> Because, I mean, he's been there from the start, too. They would have predicted that. They would have known. You know, like, you would hope that people would have faith in you. But I think any financial advisor would have told them, like, look, if this happens, this is what's going to happen. Y'all just have a plan to build it back up. But, I mean, I do do think, like you were saying, he may have got to the point where he feels like this is the pinnacle. There's nothing left for me to do, so I'm going to stop. Because um, yeah. if you, if anyone remembers, there was an interview that, they, and they rarely do interviews, the Hauser Bros. Um, mm-hmm. But there was an interview they did a little while back. Or rather, no, I don't think it was an interview. It was something that I heard uh, some other pundit or analysts talk about. The fact that GTA is is a satire from the UK, like from overseas, of what America is. You know what I mean? Mm. So each okay. each game is kind of like a different era in American society, and the most recent game is essentially today. It's all about right. the male ego and you know the American dream and you know the obsession with technology and misinformation and all that stuff. It's today, right. and how do you satirize a society that is itself basically a satire? Like, if you read the headlines right. for the stuff that's going on today, how do you make something more outrageous? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because The Onion um, is like a fake news right. network. Mm-hmm. They had to, they went out of, um, I think they stopped releasing issues because they said that the real news, they couldn't make it funny because <laughs> it was already funny and they would just be copy and pasting. So they released like a couple like a couple weeks they said we got nothing <laughs> right because like the, the actual yeah. events of the world are so outlandish like you're making fun of of pure nonsense 
So, like, as a writer, someone who writes in that vein, I can see him being like, you know what? I've done this much. We we got this done. <laughs> There's nothing else to do. I'm done. <laughs> That's 100% right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that in that vein, it makes sense to me. I could see that. But, I mean, what I do you think see- will come next? Do you think with Dan Hauser's departure, with the state of the world, do you think Rockstar will maybe try some brand new stuff? Or will we get a I GTA 6? So there was like um, chatter about GTA Six happening in like South America or something like that. Oh, um, like oh yeah, right. I did hear about that, like yeah. cartel stuff. And knowing how they satirized, um, I think that's the word. Uh, they satirized um, America in GTA Five. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be extremely racist if they <laughs> <laughs> GTA Six. <laughs> It's one either going to be super boring and not racist, or it's going to be what a lot of people find funny and racist. Um, I think that's the only two ways it can go. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, you, it is a thin line to walk if you're going to try. Thin, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think GTA Six. But I mean that that could be a solution is basically leave America behind, right? Pick a different country. Yeah, but- but then you're just sitting there making fun of somebody else's country and it's it's I mean that's what they were doing the whole time. Like they're they're from the UK. Well <laughs> they're from true. the UK. They were making fun of you're America right. the whole time. Right. <laughs> like maybe right, turn right. it maybe turn it introspective. Make fun of London, England, the whole Brexit situation. But I mean their stuff is nonsense too. So like <laughs> right, and, really and yeah, that's a good point too. Jokes. Yeah, Americans may not be as receptive of a satire of some other place because they don't care about anywhere other than America anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good point. Yeah, but I mean, any other <laughs> any other lasting thoughts on Dan Hauser's departure? I hope he does well for himself. I'm sure he. Yeah, has it seems like he's leaving the gaming yeah, industry. I, it's been a long time. Like he's probably richer than you could imagine. Like he doesn't yeah. have to work anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I just hope he's not a jerk then. Because um, <laughs> that would just suck if a jerk left out on a high note like that. So, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> okay, so that's probably going to do it. We've reached the end. Don't be a jerk, folks. <laughs> Don't be a jerk. And if you're rich, uh, yeah. it's probably really difficult. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> simple. That's a, that's a uh, uh, simple request. <laughs> but... Uh, that's it for our topics for this week. No games, no top threes. We've been going on for long enough this week. Hopefully, uh, Superman Jeff will be back next week and we'll have the full squad. But, yep. Blue, where can people find you? You can find me on all over the place. You know what I'm saying? All kinds of social media. I'm just around. I just be on the corner. <laughs> it's your boy, Blue, B L U B zero N E S. Um, you can find me on Mixer. You can find me on Twitter at those that same hang, handle. Um, excuse me, Mixer is Blue Bones XB as an Xbox. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Play with Blue Bones, and uh, find the whole team on Twitch, YouTube. Search BBET Gaming. Um, we got. I'm, I'm going to be playing Comrades a lot this week. Um, I really want to dive into it. I'm trying to do the Shield Hero build. I'll try to, I'll try to give it more through. more attention. Yeah. It's it's cool, man. It's it's a lot of fun. It's it's really action packed and fast paced. Um, oh, I did want to highlight Mondays, 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 Mondays. You're gonna see Mr. Gamer, myself, and Umi Chan from Certified Gaming playing Borderlands Three. It's gonna be a regular stream on oh, Wednesdays. Nice. 
see the little shenanigans we get into, um, the little fights, the little co-ops, the cries, the laughs, all that fun stuff. So um, definitely y'all come through and check that out. You know what I'm Sweet. saying? Yeah. So Gamer, where can people find you? So similar to Blue, I am everywhere, but I am most prominently here. Mm. Like right, right. Here. I can't see Boom. that. <laughs> uh, okay, well, it was an attempt. He's I tried. was trying to it's be good cool. try, clever. <laughs> okay, anyway, so Twitter at 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 uh, SBR Mister SBR M R G A M E R. Also, my podcast with my co-host Kitty Duvall at mm-hmm. SBR Reports. Um, very, very, uh, very similar thing here. I, I will say here is significantly more calm and casual and. <laughs> Yeah, y'all be screaming on your podcast. I mean, yeah, some, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that does happen. But yes, um, I will be playing. Actually, um, I, I have in my little notes to renew my Final Fantasy XIV subscription. So, right. get, so yes, I will be. I will be jumping back into that. So it'll be Final Fantasy XIV. Catch me on GTA Online and also Comrades. I, I have some builds that I need to make. Nice. That's right. So me, uh, on pretty much all social media, you can find me at Sigma Gears 9 You can find my work on EscapistMagazine.com as well as their YouTube. Uh, I do their three-minute reviews. Uh, new ones should be dropping probably around the same time this podcast drops. So check that out. It'll be for Zombie Army 4, Dead War. <laughs> Long, ridiculous title. But um, <laughs> uh, you can catch me on Facebook at Sigma and Sun. Uh, this week... Uh, it's Starboy's week, so we'll be playing Luigi's Mansion 3 on Tuesday at about 6.30. But, I mean, it'll be the same day this podcast comes out, so probably by tonight when you listen to this, <laughs> you'll be able to watch us. So that's actually pretty good synergy. But other than that, uh, I want to thank everybody again for listening. Thanks, Blue. Thanks, Gamer. That's going to do it for episode 33. Peace. Adios. <laughs>